All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. Whole body vibration training promises some impressive fitness and health benefits, but is shaking it on a vibrating platform as good for you as just doing some regular old exercise? Although these rather bland-looking platforms are only recently popping up in gyms and spas, Whole Body Vibration Training, or WBVT, has been around for quite a long time. According to the Biomedical Journal, the ancient Greeks were the first to think that shaking the human body would elicit some faster healing. Ancient Greek doctors used body vibration machines as a therapeutic methodology to help soldiers recover from their injuries. Their version was a bow-like wooden instrument that they would pluck the strings on to create vibrations over cuts and wounds. The Greek doctors observed that the vibrations allowed pus to drain from the wounds more freely, while also healing the wounds faster. Then, in the 1860s, Swedish medical student Jonas Gustav Zander explored the connection between mechanics of the body and muscle building. He went on to establish the therapeutic Zander Institute in Stockholm, which used machines to help workers correct physical impairments. Now, Zander believed vibration therapy could be a way to increase weight loss and muscle gain in his patients. Then, in the 1960s, Russian scientists embraced vibration therapy, dubbing it rhythmic neuromuscular stimulation. They believed that they had discovered a way to support not only muscle building, but also a way to help stimulate bone regeneration. Then, in 1995, the cosmonaut Valery Polyakov, the Iron Man of spaceflight, lived in space for 438 days without losing very much bone density, thanks to whole body vibration training. In fact, instead of being carried from the Soyuz spacecraft to a nearby chair, as is customary, Valery walked. Not too shabby for having been in zero gravity for nearly 15 months. Now, the following year, Russian athletes also started using whole body vibration machines to speed up their recovery after Olympic events. And since then, many studies have been done on the use of whole body vibration training. And many entrepreneurs have created devices available at lower and lower costs, both for gym and home settings. The big question is, though, just because it helped one dude in space where gravity is lower and bones do lose their density quickly, does it do anything valuable for us earthbound exercisers? Well, let's see what some of the studies say. Let's start with how whole body vibration training actually works. Now, if you go to a gym or a spa where they have a whole body vibration training platform, 
you'll actually sit or stand or perform some basic exercises, like squats, on the platform. Due to the vibrations creating an unstable surface, at least as far as your nervous system is concerned, your muscles will contract and relax rapidly a bunch of times per second. These repeated contractions, well, they require a lot more energy than when you do that same activity on stable ground. Now, incidentally, some of this is negated if you use those platforms that have the big handles to hang on to. And I'll have a picture of that over at quickanddirtytips.com slash getfitguy. Now, this rapid vibration also increases the circulation to the stabilizing limbs, which can help oxygen and nutrients flow to your tissues more efficiently. This is believed to help flexibility, muscle soreness, blood flow, and aid in the release of some hormones. But the frequency of the platform also matters. A whole body vibration training plate is essentially just a platform that vibrates at a specific frequency. Now, according to a study that was published in the Journal of Sports and Medicine, the most effective frequency for most of the people is a constant vibration of 60 hertz. And in that paper, the authors concluded, The observed findings suggest that myoelectrical activity increases both with the amplitude and frequency being the strongest at the frequency of 60 hertz and 40 millimeters of amplitude. Therefore, high frequencies and amplitudes might be recommended for trainers, fitness instructors, and physiotherapists to improve the effectiveness of their training and rehabilitation programs involving vibration platforms. So, all right, let's look at whether vibration training increases circulation or not. If you listened to my recent episode about pneumatic compression boots, you may recall that I pressed the scientists that I interviewed when it came to the claims of increased circulation in a population with no proper circulatory issues, i.e. you fit folks out there. Well, I have the same question and issue with vibration platforms. When you hear people make claims that whole body vibration training increases circulation, well, they often cite a study that was done on 42 elderly nursing home volunteers. And that study showed the intervention group had significantly greater improvements from baseline on eight of nine items on the short form survey compared with the control group. But... These study participants had previously been assessed as being at risk of falls, not people who just completed a CrossFit workout. So, while the evidence is clear that vibration can help sedentary elderly individuals, which is great, that doesn't convince me that it's helpful for athletes. So next, let's look at whether vibration training can help with balance and proprioception. Now, the science around this one, again, in my opinion, is conjecture. A qualitative analysis was performed on five studies with a total of 71 subjects. Now, it's true that some of the studies showed significant improvements in muscle strength, functional mobility, and the timed get-up-and-go test. 
But the subjects of these studies had multiple sclerosis, a dastardly, progressive, immune-mediated disorder that causes the body to mistakenly attack parts of itself that are vital to everyday function. So, while the analysis of these findings in these studies allowed the authors of the paper to conclude that whole body vibration exercises could benefit patients with MS, there isn't a lot of evidence that it'll work on the rest of the population. So now let's look at whole body vibration training and bone density. Aside from that one human study I mentioned earlier done on a poor lonely cosmonaut, there have been others who hope to determine whether vibration could aid in increasing or at least prevent the decreasing of bone density. One Egyptian study did indeed conclude that whole body vibration may be an effective modality in improving bone mineral density and functional capacity. But that study was done on children with beta thalassemia major, which is a blood disorder that reduces the production of hemoglobin. Then, more recently, a contradictory study of postmenopausal women concluded that whole body vibration training at 30 or 90 hertz for 12 months had no significant effects on myotendinous density or volume at the distal tibia in postmenopausal women. And then yet another recent study investigated the effects of 10 weeks of whole body vibration training on bone density in 15 well-trained road cyclists who, due to the bike supporting their body weight, are known for bone density issues later in their careers. At the end of this study, the vibration training group displayed a significantly greater increase in hip bone mineral density, while the control group displayed no change. And I think this paper from 2018 sums it up well, when it concludes, whole body vibration interventions seem to help children and adolescents with compromised bone mass to increase their bone mineral density, but these improvements are limited in postmenopausal women and there is insufficient evidence for young adults. Further research is needed to identify the ideal parameters of whole body vibration training focused on bone health, which I interpret as it works for some people, but not all. Okay, next, let's look at whether whole body vibration training can increase your strength. Well, according to a study comparing whole body vibration training to conventional training, whole body vibration actually produces a similar level of strength gains after six weeks. The authors of this paper concluded, whole body vibration and the reflexive muscle contraction it provokes has the potential to induce strength gain in knee extensors of previously untrained females to the same extent as resistance training at moderate intensity. Which is promising. Now, in theory, this works through the augmentation of gravity. When we usually exercise, we use the formula force equals mass times acceleration. So, if we increase either the mass, or the amount of weight that we're lifting, or the acceleration, the speed with which we lift that weight, we will create more force and get a harder workout. With whole body vibration training, the mass is your body and the vibration is the acceleration. Then on top of that, whole body vibration incorporates more varieties of acceleration, which can make you strong. Now let's look at whether whole body vibration training can enhance neural connections or not. 
Now, a really cool study, at least in my opinion, that investigated the effects of whole body vibrations on the mechanical behavior of human skeletal muscle did something unique. They started with six female volleyball players who all performed at a national level already. Then, the researchers tested their maximal dynamic leg press using a slide machine with loads of 70, 90, 110, or 130 kilograms. Then, after the testing, one leg from each woman was randomly assigned to the control treatment and the other to the experimental treatment of vibrations. The subjects were then retested at the end of the treatment using the leg press and... The results showed remarkable and statistically significant enhancements in average velocity, average force, and average power. And this is where it gets really cool. The velocity force and power force relationships shifted to the right after the treatments. This affirmed that the enhancement was caused by neural factors, new connections between the brain and the muscles because the athletes were well accustomed to the leg press exercise, so the learning effect was minimized, which could be a factor if they had never done this exercise before. Next, let's look at whether whole body vibration benefits your hormones. One of the most promising elements of whole body vibration training appears to be in helping to increase testosterone and growth hormone. One study showed that after 10 times 60 seconds on a whole body vibration platform with a 60 second rest between each of the vibration sets, subjects saw a 7% increase in testosterone, a 27% decrease in cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and a 460% increase in growth hormone. Then another study looked into how whole body vibration reduces plasma glucose. And in this one, the researchers of the study concluded, These results demonstrate that vibration exercise transiently reduces plasma glucose, possibly by increasing glucose utilization by contracting muscles, which incidentally is the same way any sufficiently hard exercise or movement would reduce your blood sugar. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be a vibration platform. Now, the study authors went on to say that this type of exercise is not expected to reduce fat mass in obese subjects. So, although the vibration was decreasing the circulating blood sugars, it is not a magic way to stand still and shed body fat. Now, let's look at my favorite, whether vibration training can enhance your endurance. Now, there are a few studies that have looked into using vibration therapy for improving anaerobic performance in endurance athletes, and these are my favorites. A 2012 study investigated the effects of whole body vibration training on aerobic and anaerobic cycling performance in nine road cyclists over a 10-week intervention period. The volunteers were tested for lean body mass, cycling aerobic peak power, lactate concentration, VO2 max, and Wingate anaerobic peak and mean power output. Then, the volunteers were divided into two groups, one that added vibration training to their regimen and one that didn't. Although adding vibration training to their day resulted in a reduction in their overall cycling training, the vibrating group still maintained aerobic peak power and increased Wingate peak power by 6%. 
Then, a study titled Improvement in Running Economy After Eight Weeks of Whole Body Vibration Training took 24 male collegiate athletes and divided them into two groups. One performed vibration training in a half-squat position, while the other performed only the half-squat position on regular old stable ground. The researchers tested isometric maximal isometric force and rate of force development before and after the intervention, as well as running economy at different velocities. Now, they reported that maximal isometric plantar flexion force, maximal isometric dorsiflexion force, RFD of 0 to 200 milliseconds during plantar flexion and running economy were significantly increased in the vibration training group after eight weeks, which is a little confusing, but also really promising. So what is my verdict on vibration platforms? Well, vibration platforms show a lot of promise if you have certain conditions or circumstances that limit your lifestyle. But if you aren't elderly and you don't have MS or a blood disorder, or need a large growth hormone boost, or live in a space station, well, the benefits are inconsistent and sometimes negligible. But the benefits are not non-existent, which makes this a hard call for me to make. So, okay, let me say this. The availability and the cost of these platforms, which can be upward of $1,500 US, versus the potential benefits, well, that remains a deterrent. But if my gym or my friend were to purchase one of these platforms suddenly, I wouldn't avoid it. So I say, if you have access to a whole body vibration platform, well, try using it as part of your warm up or your cool down. And unless you're one of the unlucky people who actually shakes loose a cornea, which can happen, I'm quite sure that you will get some type of benefit from it. Just don't count on it to help you win any races or any bathing suit competitions. All right, that's it for this week. And don't forget to tune in next week because I'm going to talk about sweat and what we can find out by measuring our sweat. And if you have anything to tell me about whole body vibration training, how you've used it, if you've had any amazing results or anything like that, let me know over at Facebook, I'm GetFitGuy, or Twitter, where I'm also GetFitGuy, or on Instagram, where I'm actually Brock Arm. that's short for Brock Armstrong, and you can always find me at quickanddirtytips.com slash GetFitGuy. Now, what are you waiting for? Get out there and vibrate your body. <laughs>